Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Without further ado, let us give a pat on the back to those that deserve one. The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. Uh, Let me first begin by giving a commendation to everybody who hosted Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I know how how much work goes into hosting, you know, hosting a party of any sort, but especially Thanksgiving. You have to deal, even if you're hosting a small crowd, although I know a bunch of you hosted large crowds, you have to deal with so many different um, cuisine requests. And these days, it's gotten more difficult than ever to do that because this one doesn't eat meat, this one doesn't eat gluten, this one doesn't eat fish. So it really does, um, you know, it really is a challenge. And a lot of times, uh, people who come to visit your house, they don't even bring anything. Maybe they don't even chip in in terms of doing some uh, some work. You know, the least you, I try to at least do something, at least take out the garbage or something at the very least, carry some stuff. But uh, I probably could do more. And I think the same could be said of many uh, Thanksgiving guests in many different folks. So whether you hosted two people, three people, 20 people, or, um, you know, a greater number, uh, know that in my book, you are deserving of a commendation. And even if your guest didn't say thank you enough, I'm saying thank you uh, because I think what you do is so important. Now, there's a lot of people, and I heard from some of them over the last few days, that didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. They had nowhere to go. And I think that's a shame. And I, I think by you opening your home and putting in the work necessary into hosting these people, I really can't overstate the value that I think that has for society. This is a posthumous commendation, and this is really just so t- so sad. But this is a posthumous commendation for a 14-year-old boy who has passed away. This is a real hero. This is a story of heroism and tragedy. Dylan Wittenberg um, became trapped under the icy water of Crystal Lake in Colorado while trying to rescue three other children. Neighbors managed to help the three other kids get pulled ashore, but the dive team had to recover Dylan. And... um, According to Dylan's classmates, the people that knew him, this was very much in keeping with his whole personality. He was selfless. He had a smile that could light up a room. And his aunt, Dylan Wittenberg's aunt, said she wants her nephew to be remembered as a hero. And I hope he is. And I am happy to give him a posthumous commendation because he, well, I wish it were something I could give him while he was still alive. But uh, he is absolutely a hero as far as I'm concerned. And uh, such a shame that uh, 
someone so young and so kind-hearted is no longer with us. I want to give a commendation to Andy Hackett. <laughs> Andy Hackett. You know, they should send next time there's a shark on the loose or a, like a Jaws-style shark, they should send this guy out to find him. Andy Hackett is a fisherman in the United Kingdom, and he became the envy of anglers everywhere after reeling in a nearly 70-pound monster goldfish. They think this is the world's largest. Picture this. And if you have Google, you don't have to picture it. Just Google Andy Hackett, and um, you'll see the picture of him and this goldfish. It's, it's, it looks like it's fake. The, picture a giant goldfish. You know like a goldfish that swims in the little fish tank? Picture it being 70 pounds. This guy caught it. Uh, and you could see it on Facebook as well. This fish is na- nicknamed the carrot. And he caught him while uh, fishing in Champagne, France, one of the world's premier carp fisheries. And this is kind of a legendary fish. And he said, I always knew the carrot was in there, but never thought I would catch it. He, um, so it, I guess it's not a goldfish per se. It looks exactly like a goldfish. But it's a Fanta-colored freak of nature. They say it's actually a hybrid species of leather carp and koi carp. This particular specimen, which reportedly is 20 years old, was evidently introduced to the lakes 15 years ago as something different for the anglers to try to catch. So they, they put them in there intentionally. Since then, it has grown and grown and it doesn't come out often. It's almost like the Loch Ness monster seeing this carrot. She's very elusive. And the carrot had largely largely eluded capture until Andy Hackett. I knew it was a big fish when it took my bait and went off side to side and up and down with it. Then it came to the surface 30 or 40 yards out and I saw that it was orange. It was brilliant to catch it, but it was also sheer luck. This guy, Andy Hackett, spent 25 minutes trying to reel in this fish. If you're spending 25 minutes trying to reel in a fish, that's not luck. It takes a lot of hard work. So, uh, by the way, they did set this fish free. So if you're ever in that area, you can go ahead and try and find the carrot yourself. I want to give a commendation to the municipality of Perebon, Michigan. Michoacan in Mexico. A new Guinness World Record has been set for the largest serving of guacamole. A large group of men and women made a batch of this avocado-based dip that weighed in at almost five tons. 4,970 Kilograms. The largest serving of guacamole ever. I wonder how it tastes. You know what? I am a guacamole fiend. You know, we had Mexican food recently with some friends, and I we we ordered two guacamoles. I like a nice spicy guacamole. The spicier the better. There's this Mexican restaurant I go to in Atlantic City. It's a taco and tequila bar. And the the only reason I go there is because they make the guacamole table side, and they make it to your tastes. They say, "Do you want you want it hot? Yes, throw pepper in there, everything hot. 
Do you want crab in there? Crab and guacamole? You could do that? Yes, throw it in. Uh, so we ordered this guacamole recently. We were eating with some friends. And I ordered this super, they call it a five-alarm guacamole. I, order, I, I eat almost the whole thing. And then I start working on the, the other guacamole. And my friend said to me, boy, you really like guacamole. But the, the guacamole that I have really enjoyed over the years, it tends to be, you know, made to order. Like that restaurant that I was describing in Atlantic City. That's why I really wonder how it tastes if they're making it en masse like that. I, I kind of think it's probably one of those things that's more of a novelty item and not necessarily great tasting. But I, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. But it's a, a tremendous accomplishment none, nonetheless. So commendation to Michoacan. Mexico. And I must give a commendation to Amy Schneider. The former software engineering manager has won Jeopardy's Tournament of Champions. This was an incredible tournament. Now, a lot of you who watched Jeopardy probably remembered Amy from her incredible 40-game win streak. That is the second longest winning streak in the history of Jeopardy, second only to Ken Jennings. And this Tournament of Champions had three people who have the longest Jeopardy streaks in history as contestants. You had Matea Roach in there, and I believe you had uh, Matt Amodio in there. And to see the three of them face off against one another was great. And Amy Schneider, uh, she made it all the way to the finals. She did a great job, and ultimately she won the best out of seven series. There's all sorts of conspiracy theories now about whether she threw a game there's a conspiracy about one of the questions involving um, a biblical response. But you can't take away her victory. She's an incredible player. And the fact that she won that last game without finding any daily doubles was incredible. You watch those games, and the wagering and the daily doubles are so important. There was one game last week where the fella Andy or Andrew was, was competing, and he hit the, he found the daily double. Bet all his money, hit it for the lead, found another daily double, and doubled down again. And he didn't get it. Lost all his money and cost him the game. Had he not done that, he probably would have won that game. But uh, this is just remarkable. Uh, You win not only an incredible winning streak at Jeopardy, but to win the Tournament of Champions like this. What I want to see is her against um, Ken Jennings. And James Holtzauer, that's what I want to see. I want to also give a commendation to Ray Rochelle. This is some story. You know, the fashionable thing on radio and on television these days is to bash old people. Yeah, we don't need Trump and Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and Grassley and McConnell running things. These guys are all in their 70s and 80s. They should step aside, let young people take over. None of the other countries have old world leaders like we do. I, look, putting aside the merits of any of the political figures that I just mentioned, I think it's great when older folks are still playing a role in our society. And, you know, some of the people who are detractors of our show, oh, whenever I point out that we're number one in the ratings, w- these smart Alex try to come out and say, well, yeah, but all your listeners are so old. You know what I say in response? Good. I would rather have old people listening to this show than anybody else because they have a lot of wisdom that you don't. 
And I, I really love finding examples of old, older folks because, you know, look, if you're 35, that's old to play for the Yankees, but it's not really old in any other aspect of life, right? But I love finding examples of people who are older who are doing extraordinary things. And that is absolutely the case with Ray Rochelle. After 17 years serving in the North Dakota Army National Guard, 49-year-old Ray Rochelle decided to enroll in the North Dakota College of Science and try out for the school's undefeated football team. And lo and behold, he made the team. So he, at first, they thought he was another football coach on the first day of camp. And whenever he got in to put his pads on, they they were like, wait a minute, you're playing? And despite playing against children who are more than half his age, this fellow fit right in, impressed the head coach, and earned a spot on the team. So I'm giving him credit not only for serving in the National Guard, but for trying this. I am a big believer that you should keep trying new things. I think that's what Hannibal Lecter's mom told him. And I think the older you get, the more important it is to find new challenges. And, uh, it's, you know, it's one of the many reasons I just so admire my dad. My dad r- ran two marathons, didn't run his first marathon until he was uh, 54 years old. Right? Marathon running is a, very much a young person's game. And uh, I really give Ray Rochelle a whole lot of credit for not only being willing to do this, but for being being able to do it. Uh, so, Ray Rochelle, I do commend you. I must also commend Rich Fierro. By now, you've probably heard this story many times. Rich Fierro um, was the is the Army veteran that subdued this attacker. Unarmed, by the way, in Colorado. Yet another another day goes by, another mass shooting. And um, a lot of times these mass shooting incidents could have been so much worse, but for the intervention of a brave person. And sure enough, Rich Fierro, who, like a lot of heroes, is saying, don't call me a hero. I just did what needed to be done. Well, he is a hero and, and saved who knows how many people's lives by disarming the shooter in Colorado Springs. Hey, speaking of age, I also want to give a commendation to Angela Alvarez, crowned best new artist at the Latin Grammys. How old is she? 95 years old. And she just brought home a Latin Grammy for best new artist, becoming the musical awards show's Oldest winner ever. Winning a Grammy for the first time at 95 years old. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I love everything about this story. And uh, I give her a lot of credit. Hey, have you been following the story of uh, Sam Bankman Freed and uh, the what looks to me like a Ponzi scheme that he was running with FTX? Well... The thing that's interesting about this is the staggering level of deception staged by this former crypto king who was the 
toast of high society. It was not co- it was not uncovered by government investigators. Wasn't uncovered by the SEC or the IRS. No, it was not uncovered by a major powerhouse financial news organization like the Wall Street Journal or CNBC. Instead, the public's first glimpse at the alleged wrongdoing of Bankman Freed came earlier this month from a tiny, small news website unknown to much of the public that has spent years chronicling the turbulent and murky world of crypto. It's a media outlet called Coindesk. And I give them credit for breaking this story wide open. This story was there for anybody to uncover. And Coindesk did it just by doing some plain old-fashioned investigative reporting. In fact, the reporter and editor duo who worked to break this story, which prompted a stunning cascade of events that led to the evaporation of billions of dollars, they didn't realize the scoop they had on their hands when they first obtained a document that cast all sorts of doubt on the stability of SBF's crypto empire. Ian Allison is the reporter. He emailed the editor, Nick Baker, about his initial story plan. He said, hi, Nick. I'm looking at some stuff to do with Alameda if you want to chat this week. No mad rush. See, Allison had obtained a financial document that showed SBF had uh, uh, freed Sam Bankman freed. They call him SBF, like AOC, LBJ, JFK. SBF had engaged in shady behavior to use his crypto company, FTX, to prop up his separate investment firm, Alameda. But that wasn't clear at first glance, and it took a couple of days to figure out the story. And the editor said that both he and the reporter, Ian Allison, knew that it was an important document to have, but emphasized that the two of them had no understanding at first of the massive story that was buried in the spreadsheet of numbers. This is from the editor. Did I know that I'd be speaking to you today? Hell no. I had no expectation that it was going to be that gigantic. But over the next couple of days, this editor, Baker, Nick Baker, from his home office right here in New York, worked with Ian Allison, the reporter who lives in Scotland, to chisel down the financial document into a story. And on November 2nd, they hit publish, and the whole world changed. It's been an information explosion. And I give them a lot of credit for this, and uh, good for them. The least I can do is give them a commendation. Uh, Coindesk. And finally, I want to give a commendation to Washington State. Washington State once again ranks as the best state in the country, according to a new national report. That's right. Uh, This is from, um, let's see, what ranking is this? Well, it's from, I think it's called Unsplash. But anyway, um, they're number one out of 50 for a whole bunch of reasons. And they measure all sorts of different factors. Uh, culture, weather, economy, quality of life, gas prices, inflation, you name it. Uh, they uh, Food, restaurant availability. And uh, if you want to know the top five states people are leaving to move to Washington, 
You got Arizona, Idaho, Texas, and um, Oregon and California. So isn't that interesting? Blue states and red states, people are moving out of them to move to Washington State. There you have it. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I, I was in Washington State one time. I went to Seattle. It was fine. It was fine. I didn't. I wasn't wowed. I must say, but it was fine. Nice enough. All right. Uh, that is this week's commendations. If you want to comment on anyone that I have commended. You are welcome to give me a call at 800-848-9222. That is 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 